Welcome to PLV Radio Network out of BC, Canada, where inquiring minds meet inspiration. Coming up next is Loving Your Central Side. I'm sexy and I know it. I'm sexy and I know it. Welcome to Loving Your Sensual Side on Positive Living Radio. I'm Bonnie Gale, and I'm your body liberator. And today, I'm here going to be talking with Anne-Marie Molino, who is the inspiration for me to really create sex better in a much bigger way and bringing it, bring it out to the world so that everybody could have the experience of using it. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh my god. Me. Oh, well thank you for being here. And I just love you as you know because Anne Marie is a cancer survivor. And when I met Anne Marie several years ago, uh one day we actually had a conversation. I don't even know how we started talking about it, but we started talking about our sex lives. Do you remember that, Anne Marie? Because I, I don't talk about it with many people. <laughs> I know. How did we start talking about that anyways? Oh, my gosh. I think I must have just been telling you my story, and you were creating the product. Yep. So I created a product called Sex Butter because I went into a premature perimenopause. And for me, I became extremely dry and very painful down there. And even walking around was painful for me. So I got involved in the world of natural inventors and founded a product that's an all-natural product for sex and intimacy, which I also use for a lot of other purposes, especially dryness, walking around on an everyday basis, as well as when I travel, when I fly, I found that I find that I get very dry down there as well. So I created Sex Butter, and then I met Anne Marie, and she was telling me that... Um, you know, that she was a cancer survivor. And can you tell me a little bit about what, you know, what you were feeling and what happened to you after you had your chemotherapy, Anne-Marie? Yep. I was diagnosed at 39, and I had a double mastectomy and reconstruction, and that was all fine and good. Went through the chemotherapy, didn't really have any side effects during. But after I started to notice that I felt like I had a bladder infection, a urinary infection, because it exactly what you said. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't walk. Sex. Forget Ugh. about it. Um, I went running to my gynecologist probably six times. Took the test. They kept saying it's not urinary, and I kept saying, "What is going on with me?" Well, after I had the mastectomy, I was a BRCA carrier, so then I had to have my ovaries out. So then mm. it got even worse. And okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, because a lot of people don't know what a BRCA carrier is. So what does that mean? That is, if you carry the gene for breast cancer, you probably have likelihood of developing ovarian cancer. So mm. they want to pull all that estrogen out of your body. Mm -hmm. So there was no options for me other than taking estrogen cream, but nobody could even tell me what was wrong with me. I was so young, 39 and now I'm on the other side of menopause. Nobody talks about that at 39. <laughs> so I had no options. And so for three years, I was I couldn't go to the bathroom, couldn't sit. Sex was Ugh. just 
horrible. And then I met you. And it literally changed my life because I needed an all-natural product. Because I was estrogen positive, none of the creams were available to me. Right, because all the creams have hormones in them, don't they? Exactly, exactly. So, and then your product, all-natural, at that point, I didn't care. I would have tried anything. I was so sick of living like that. And nobody could help me. No doctors, no gynecologists, nobody talked about it until I met you. Well, you know, it's really interesting because I remember you called me like a day after you got the product. And I had told you not to just go and have sex right away, but to use it a little bit of it every day for about a week before you did that. Oh, yeah. And I remember, remember that you called me like a day later. Yeah. And you were, you know, you were like really heartfelt and very you know tearing and letting me know that um do you remember what you said i don't probably just crying that i could actually (laughs) do something without pain you yep you told me that it was the first day that you were able to go to the restroom without having any pain Yes. And I didn't even know at the time that you had the, you know, the UTI feeling or any of that part. So I didn't realize that that was even an issue until you had called me and told me that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But still, keep using it. Don't just have sex right away. I remember saying that to you. And you were like, I won't, I won't. No, it was the furthest thing from my mind. I just wanted to heal. I wanted to be able to use the restroom again sometime in my life. It had been three years of crying and you know the only reason i say uti infection was because that's what i thought it was nobody ever said you're postmenopause you're dry nobody ever said that to me i discovered it through you and then i called the gynecologist office back and told them this is what it was and thanks a lot for not helping me for three years (laughs) oh my god yeah Yeah. I mean and you know it's amazing because I mean I'm sure that you must have had some kind of you know checkups and things like that I mean you know when once you have you know I'm sure you must have had regular checkup it's it's not like you weren't going to the doctor for you know for that right I probably was going too much saying what is wrong with me somebody help me this is not normal Nobody, there was all kinds of theories thrown around out there, but then it just ended up that I was just severely dry. My body had been, had all of the estrogen sucked out of it, and I had no idea. Nobody really suggested that that was even what it was. Wow. And your product came out, and it said all natural. I didn't have to worry about the hormones. I started taking it probably (laughs) a lot more than you probably told me to. (laughs) <laughs> I probably used a but whole you know water that first week, but yeah, you can't, you can't. I mean, you, there, you can't use too much of sex butter. I mean, that's the good thing about it. It's like there's, you're not going to have any negative side effects, so that's the good news. Right. Right. You know, and I'm just so grateful that it made you feel better. You know, like to me, like when you told me that, that was really for me the inspiration that, you know what, there's. There's not I'm not the only one out there like because when I you know when I had my issues mine were at 41 it was perimenopause but none of my friends were going through it my mom had had hormone replacement therapy so she never experienced that so nobody I even talked to friends that were older that hadn't gone through it so I felt like I was the only one and so when I met you I realized there must be a lot of people out here 
that have the same kind of thing. And I'm I'm curious, I mean, this must have affected, you know, your relationship with your husband in some way, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, just going through a double mastectomy, you're trying to get used to sex in a different way. And then when it hurts all the time, plus you have that, I had no desire. I I mean, you know, I I just wanted to go to the bathroom without it hurting, let alone even think about sex. Right. But then finally something helped me, and I could start to recover and move beyond that and accept my new normal and thankfully pain-free. Yeah, it was just a a game-changer. Well, you know, and it's so interesting because, you know, like there's so many of these diseases that people have pain from that are topical, like fibromyalgia and, uh-huh. you know, a lot of chronic pain, headaches and migraines and all these kinds of things. But nobody thinks of having, you know, like internal pain and, you know, every, I mean, can you imagine having, I mean, not you, but as a listener, can you imagine every single time that you go to urinate, you're in excruciating pain? I mean, how many times a day do we go to urinate? Many. Exactly. And so it's just, it's a horrible thing. And like nobody really talks about it because they feel embarrassed and ashamed and they feel like they're the only one. And the truth is, you, it's I not never, the case. Right. And I will tell you, I never spoke about it to anybody because I grew up in a family, we didn't talk about sex. We didn't, I don't talk about sex with my sister. That's how right. quiet it is. So I really didn't have anybody to go to to ask. I was asking my gynecologists who were older women, and I thought would somebody would just mention this might be what it is, but right. I didn't. Now I am 47 years old, and now I'm hearing all of my friends in perimenopause. Now they're all saying the same thing, but at that time there was nobody except you that understood or even listened. Right. Right. No, and I totally understand. I mean, and that's why I was just like, you know, now um, I've done a lot of research and there's between 15 and 30 million women worldwide who experience pain Mm -hmm. during sex. And so it's, but still hardly anybody's talking about it. I mean, I've seen a few articles, even the New York Times had one article on it, you know, and what the doctors were telling them is just have sex more often. And you know what, that's bullshit. Having sex more often, if you are dry and your tissues are fragile, is not the answer to, you know, getting over the pain. You need to use something that's going to hydrate the tissue and heal the tissue so that it's not such a sensitive thing. Um, You know, one thing that happens when we hit perimenopause or menopause and happened to you because of the chemotherapy is the vaginal lining thins. That's our protective barrier down there. So if you don't have that protective barrier, then most likely there's going to be issues with the tissue. Right. And, you know, that's the whole thing is we need to get over that. And having sex more often is not the way to get over it. I mean, that's a crock of crap. So when I was reading that, um, I actually had a friend of mine who's an herbologist uh, go in and, you know, and say something, and she has gotten lots of sex butter sales because of it, because people wanted to try something because they knew that just having sex more often was not really the answer. No, I actually was told that by my gynecologist. Her phrase is use it or lose it. 
at that point, I didn't care if I lost it because I, right. I just wanted to get through my day without being as uncomfortable as it was. And I know, believe me, I had the mastectomy. I had reconstruction. I did chemo. I breathed through chemo. I'm not a baby. I'm not a whiner. And this thing took me down. I couldn't. And when nobody's listening to you, you're thinking, okay, just a side effect of chemo. Nobody knew. Nobody could help me or even suggest Mm -hmm. anything. They would just look at me and shake their head and, like you said, use it or lose it. But honestly, sex was such the furthest thing from my mind at that point until I started to use it regularly and feel better. And then I could start to think about that again. And my husband is very grateful to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm grateful to him that, you know what, that he, well, you know, I am grateful to him because you know what, he watched you go through something that was excruciating and he didn't, he chose not to leave. And there are so many men that would just say, well, if I'm not getting my needs met, either they're going to go out and cheat or they're going to go out and leave you because they don't want to be in a situation like that that potentially could be for the rest of their lives. Right. You know, so that's a big deal. no suggestions for me either. I'm telling him I'm having all this pain. All these things are wrong. He, what does he know? He had no... Well, and that's true. And you know what? Men don't get it. And I'm going to tell you this from my own personal experience. And now that I've worked with a lot of men who actually have had a lot of sexual dysfunctions themselves, <laughs> they don't get it. They just think that, you know, if that they're so great in bed uh-huh. that they should be able to please a woman. And they don't understand that the pain isn't about them. It's not because they're doing something wrong. We would have the pain whether they were doing something right or something wrong, and there's nothing that they can do to fix it. Right. You know? Right. And men are fixers. They like to fix everything. They do, but when you're in such pain and something is so painful, how can you be excited to do the thing that you know, okay, let's just try to get through this for 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever, make him happy, but it's not pleasurable. Right. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, it just, it hurts. Well, and you know what? It can't honestly make them feel good knowing that you're not really having enjoyment from it. It's kind of like you're just praying for it to be over. Exactly. You know, exactly. and and then you don't really, you know, it's like not only that, you know, when you're in a relationship, you know, the relationships I've been in, men like it when you're interested in initiating sex as well, mm-hmm. not where they always have to be the one to say, hey, honey, you know, you think we could fool around or whatever, exactly. you know, it is that they're going to say, you know, they want you to kind of initiate things sometimes as well, because, hey, sex is a two way street. It shouldn't be a one-sided thing um, unless you're just going to be masturbating yourself. And then, you know, then that's okay. You don't need to worry about anybody else but you. But other than that, you do. Right. And and we are both grateful to you because he was feeling all of those things. He was feeling like, how can I help my wife? I don't know how to deal with this new body, this, um, you know, chemotherapy stuff, and now all of these other lingering issues You know, and I tried so hard not to be whiny about it and and act normal when things were definitely not normal. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I when I finally found something, you know, Rich was like, buy a truckload of it. Let's just keep <laughs> stuff coming in, you know. <laughs> I love you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Rich loves you, too. <laughs> That's but amazing. It's true when you finally find something that works, and I still use it because I'm so afraid, um, you know, of ever going back to that place again. I, I just, oh, I understand. I will use it forever. I mean, as long as you make it, please don't ever stop making it. I'll have to. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Myself, and but yeah. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm gonna, I guess, share this on air for the first time. Is that um, we're on we're on Sex Butter version 2.0 now, and the reason that we changed the formulation is because I split with my business partner, and it was still my desire to really bring this out in a really big way. And so I needed to reformulate the product, but I'm using all of the same incredible ingredients. And I even fixed some of the issues that we had with the last product. Like, for instance, one of the issues that we had was if I shipped it and it was hot outside, it would melt down in the shipping. And when it came in, the hard oils would separate from the soft oils And it would be the same color, but it would look like kind of baby caviar some places. And people started complaining about it. And then um, there was another issue where somebody got it in the mail. It was completely melted. She opened up the jar, and it spilled all over her and her furniture, which she was not a happy camper. But I, you know, told her how to get it out, and I sent her another jar. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing was some people complained about the smell a little bit. Um, which was one of the ingredients that we were trying to cover up. Well, the new version comes in, it looks like whipped butter. And I mean really looks like whipped butter. And when you actually take it out of the little jar, it's actually much more solid and you only need the size of a dime. And as soon as you apply it you know, to the vaginal area or the penis, it gets wet right away. So we stabilized the product in temperature. The smell now smells like the most incredible peppermint patty. In fact, I had um, I was shooting video yesterday with my video girl, and you know she's in college and she was telling me you know she's been you know you know she's been having sex and everything, and so she got sex better and she's like oh my god this smells so amazing. And there's a new thing that's going on for younger girls, and I do want to talk about this just a little bit where instead of just having sex, they're giving a lot of oral sex. And there's a lot of diseases that you can contract that way, especially when you're with a lot of different people who are with a lot of different people, which is very common. Mm -hmm. And sex butter is antifungal and antibacterial. So I was telling her that she should use it when she's having oral sex, and she's like, oh, my God, I had no idea. She said, you know, I already don't use latex because I know how bad that is for you, so I use a different type of condom because I use sex butter. But now I'm going to use it for that too. I never even thought about it. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on that people don't talk about. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Anne-Marie, you know, because you had a double mastectomy, and I know that, you know, you know I'm a body liberator and I work with people on body image, how did having the double mastectomy, if at all, affect you the way you felt about your body? Hmm. That's a hard one because I think for a long time I didn't look. I for sure didn't look. 
Mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of my body before mm-hmm. it, it happened, and after, I don't know, I, I guess not really a difference because I wouldn't look. I, I, I have to honestly say I still really don't look. Um, mm. and it and it was sexually it was something that we had to get over, you know mm-hmm. he had absolutely no interest in touching that area, and then of course, I'm like hurt because he's not touching that area, and right. that was very difficult for me that was really I didn't think that it would be such a huge part or that it was such a huge part of my sex life, but mm-hmm. it turns out it was. But now uh, time has gone by, things have healed, we've gotten our new normal, you know, everything mm-hmm. else is great because of the sex butter. It has turned everything around for us as a couple. So Aww. I guess I really don't feel, think about it that much anymore because everything else, you know, when you're hurting that bad and you find something that works, everything else is just cake. It's right, just, it's right. Just, you know, I, I, that wouldn't even be an issue to me now just because I just wanted to feel better. Right. And you do feel better. I mean, you work, right? You have a full-time job, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And and you have, like, a full life? Yep. Very full. You have your husband. I know know you're close with your nephews. My nephews, which uh, now hearing your little tidbit there about that, I think I better order a couple more jars for them because (laughs) I actually have heard that same thing, and I was a little horrified that – you know, these things are going around with 17, 18, 19-year-old, this HPV stuff that I'd never... Yep. We didn't hear about that when we were yep. growing up. That wasn't a factor, but there's just another reason to grab a couple more jars. Okay, so here so here you go. One in five people has an STI, and, and STI is a new word for STD because... You because a lot of them are infections, but they're not necessarily considered diseases, but they're mm-hmm. lifelong infections. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one in five people out there has an STI. So if you can think about, you know, how many people, let's say you go to college and you're in college for three or four years, you can easily have sex with five people yeah. during that time if you're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so one in five people will have some type of STI. And so the chances of contracting it are really easy, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm you know, it's serious. Because I'm so close with my nephews and they tell me a lot and I know they're friends and we're talking about 17, 18, 19, I have heard mm-hmm. a lot of these stories that are just kind of horrifying to me. That Oh, yeah. And I think that number could be low. Just hearing what I hear it, it, you know, it's the same thing. You sleep with one person who slept with five other people, and then, the, you know. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So that it's not scary. just the person that you're sleeping with. It's everybody else they slept with and everybody else they slept with and everybody uh-huh. else they slept with and so on and so on yeah. and so on. So when you think about it, you're sleeping with one person. If that one person slept with 20 people, Right. who slept with 20 people, who slept with 20 people, or who, you know, and that could doesn't have to be in a year. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be over several years. It doesn't make that person a slut or anything like that. I'm just saying that you just don't know right. who you're actually sleeping with because you could be sleeping with a lot more people than you ever thought about. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's it, kind of scary when you think about it, right? It is scary because 
I have a lot of friends that are getting divorces. We're in our mid-40s. We're in that Mm -hmm. area. And Mm -hmm. you're going out there into the world. You don't, of course, everybody in their mid-40s has had a past, have been with people. I would Mm -hmm. think of how to approach that subject, you know. Yeah, it's pretty scary out there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, you have to really be careful. You do. I mean, I don't have any plans of going out there. I'm happy where I am, and I'm happy with my father, <laughs> and everything is good over here. I'm just going to it that way. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I totally agree with you. And you know what? Safe sex is the most important thing if you're going to be sexually active. Yeah. And if you aren't going to have safe sex, you know, you're really putting yourself at risk in a huge way. I mean, you heard Anne Marie. She's got nephews that are in their teens, and some of them are in high school, and probably some of them are in college. Yep. And they're extremely sexually active, you know, and diseases and things like that are rampant. Yep. And the stories are horrifying. And, yep. you know, you could potentially be one of those people. So don't put your head under the covers and don't put blinders on. Let's be real and really be smart and not, you know, try and hide ourselves from something that we're actively partaking in. I agree 100%. Well, that's that's going to be my tip for today. And I just really want to thank Anne Marie. I mean, I have she's been such an important part of this product and such an important person in my life. I really feel so grateful that I met you when I did. I do. The feeling is the exact same. I couldn't love you anymore, aside from the fact we were friends first before this happened. That's right. But just that you happened to make something that completely changed my life. I mean, I had a cancer diagnosis, and you fixed it and made things better for me to bring me back to normal again on the other side of that. I, I was mm. just, oh, my gosh. I can't encourage enough people, if you talk about it, if you don't talk about it, I hope that people do and they know that there's help out there, non-estrogen cream that can help. Mm. Well, thank you so much. And I'm coming to you from Loving Your Sensual Side at Positive Living Radio. And I'm Bonnie Gale, the Body Liberator. So I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Loving Your Central Side. If you missed any part of the show, you can find it on plv-radio.com under Parshow's tab.